everyone. Thank you once again for tuning into the uh, the <laughs> yeah, um, the reinventing the tattoo. Uh, let's talk about feelings. Um, thank you to Guy Aitchison and Gabe Ripley uh, for offering, um, you know, this uh, opportunity for us to sit around and do something that tattooers don't typically do, which is talk about feelings. Uh, my other host, Dusty Pitstick, will be here in a little bit, possibly. Um, he had something to do with tornado warnings or something today when he was at work. Uh, he lives in Ohio. They have weird shit out there. We got hurricanes in Florida. They got tornadoes out there. Um, but today, it is just I, unless you want to sit down, because I know you're dying. I just think that like one day, like I should just start the show like nonchalantly as if like it's always been my show, you know, uh -huh. and like just like roll with it and like say the same shit you say, like all of it. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about how funny it would have been if, like, it was just me here, like, acting like everything was fine. And then people are like, oh, what are you doing here? To be like, what are you talking about? I do this every week. What do you mean? You know? <laughs> That's like when drunk Robbie thinks it's a really cool idea to call somebody by a different name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i've also had like an hour of sleep so to me that was really fucking funny so <laughs> i don't know for anyone that doesn't know this is donna my other half i don't want to say my better half my other half <laughs> um and the baby is down for a nap is he not oh god he hasn't napped all day fun times i think he's teething rich if we're talking about feelings my feelings on teething is uh i hate it it's rough <laughs> the baby hates it the baby hates it. that poor baby i know poor guy i know i feel bad i wasn't here most of the day so yeah i don't know what he was like today but i do know what a teething day is like yeah it was rough yeah it'd be like that yeah what did you say that you found on the internet about like the pay level of it oh yeah like uh something on the internet said that like if we as adults had to go through the pain that they're going through without being able to use like pain medicine and shit like that like of actually like cutting teeth through your gums and all of them basically is like a lot of us wouldn't be able to hand the pain handle the pain and like we wouldn't live through it so yeah yeah in case you were wondering what type of pain levels levels babies go through during teething there we are um i feel like it's probably so traumatic that like our memory blocks it out like it happens so young that like our brain blocks out that ever happening that's why we don't remember it um because i feel like it's probably that traumatic yeah i could dig that yeah i could see that that's what I can dig that means. Well, I'm just, <laughs> again, an hour of sleep, you know? Yeah, he was having a hard time last night, or you were just having a hard time. Yeah, I was having a hard time last night. Like, I laid in bed for a few hours, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sleep is a thing that not all of us can do. No, you're so good at it, though. Yeah, I like at to be night. good at things at night. You're good at it at night, and I'm good at it in the morning. It works. <laughs> It does. Mavis. Mavis's um, feelings is jealousy, uh, dramatic abandonment. Um, she said, Don't look at me. I'm ashamed. <laughs> she's very upset that we had a baby because that was mama's baby, and she's still mama's baby, but. She doesn't like our other baby. And it's very apparent. Very apparent. And it makes me sad because I used to cry all the time thinking about how cute it was going to be that Zen and Mavis were going to be best friends. And she hates him. She didn't like me for a long time. <laughs> I know. But I thought maybe once he starts like eating real food and started feeding her, she'd be like, all right, this dude's cool. 
But no, she goes in, she gets the food, and then she still hates them. Yeah. I know. I'm just sad. I love you so much. I don't know how to handle it. I want to start putting her in, like, the baby carrier and carrying her around. Like, make her feel special again, you know? You want to do the baby carrier? Um, so you said something a minute ago that made me think of something. Um, hello, Erica and Amber. I hope you're both doing well. Um, but you made, I can't remember what it is now. Uh, how do you say, how do you, how do you pronounce that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I would say Brenda Mule, but uh, uh, I'm not sure that's a pretty good Brendan... Well, I don't know. You're already having a large. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, you can't hear her. Yeah, you're muted, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't hear you. Yeah. We're good at reading lips, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you hear us? <laughs> like we still can't hear you. <laughs> I'm not that good at reading lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear we, we can't get that. <laughs> like charades. Yeah, right. All right, Dusty's coming in, maybe. All right, can you hear me now? Oh, there she goes. Yeah. I forgot I was on a phone call. And I started the podcast and then the phone call came back on. And I was like, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. This is what happens when you're sick. Right. Well, uh, what kind of sick? Um, well, I'll probably find out tonight. It's either bronchitis or pneumonia. Rad. Rad. Uh, yeah. It's been going on for over a week and nothing's helped. Uh, so I am eating Chinese soup, which always makes me feel better. Hell yeah. Dig it. And that, you know, that hot mustard will clean you out real good. Yes, it will. <laughs> um, so I can't remember what Donna was saying that um reminded me of what I wanted to talk about today. Put Mavis in a um, baby carrier. Okay, no, don't even try. <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip past that and get to the point. Um, but I was I was driving in the I was driving home from the shop today. Um, I did my my uh, tattoo education master class today, um, and that was really cool. Uh, I felt really good about it. I enjoyed right. doing it. It was a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and then I was like on this level of elevation where I was like still riding the high from doing it. And like just good things kept happening to me afterwards. Uh, and like, I'm now settling down, like mellowing down off of that, like off of that big, uh, you know, uh, like just <laughs> what's that? Is it high? Yeah, kind of like an adrenaline high from like from doing the fucking you know the the class, and then like I just felt really good, right? I just felt really cool, and like felt like my energy kept going further outside of me, and it kept coming back to me because i was projecting so much good um like I, I i went to the the fedex store uh to send away a commission that i'd been working on for a couple months and now like i get to get paid right uh and i get to like send the art out and like just that simple act felt like so much more of an accomplishment because i was so stoked about having done the master class and it going successfully um so like then i'm leaving the fedex store and this young girl comes out of nowhere and she comes up to me and she's like oh my god are you are, were you on inked and i was like yeah and she goes oh my god i'm gonna cry oh my god your story and then's like 
looks down at my leg and looks at my Cadillac and just like everything that she's learned about me from the internet has just hit her in her face in real life. And she's like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And like then her granny gets out the car and she's like, do you mind if my other grandchildren come and take a look at your car? And then the one girl, she's lingering around real like, like she wants something that I'm like, what you need? And she's like, can I take a picture of your car? I was like, yeah. And then like, I go to give her a, like a handshake when she leaves or she goes to move in for a hug. And like, I was driving around in the, in the Cadillac. So, you know, Dusty, you've driven in it with me before. Like people look at you all the fucking time when you're in that car. And like, I just felt like, oh, wow. That feeling that my buddy, Mike, who drives a McLaren talks about where people just, you make their day by driving your car. But like, I actually felt that because I was making people's day by driving my car around. But really what I feel like is more so, I was making my own day just by putting good out in the world and staying at a high vibration. Um, and so like, I guess the common theme I'm talking about is like the connectedness to the positive energy. And when you tap into that and allow that to flow through you, life just feels better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that um, is today's topic in four words or less. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm so good at condensing words. So good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Robbie's a very simple man. I'm as good at condensing words as I am with technology things for the first 25 episodes of Let's Talk About Feelings. Oh, you got them right today. <laughs> Fucking finally, man. Uh, I got a message. It, it was, What's up? No, I was going to say, it was, it was very funny to see you on the Zoom call earlier today because uh, your guy had come in and set everything up to where, like, the camera was really nice and stuff. So I was like, this looks way too professional for Robbie's doing and I don't I almost don't like it it doesn't feel right are you trying to say Robbie's not a professional fucking cameraman because Dusty's, Dusty's wow. attended so much video conferencing with me he knows my style man it's a fucking computer or a cell phone that's it bro yeah <laughs> it was like it looked it was like when you like I've got the master class app and subscription and where you oh. turn it on and they like filmed it with pro level cameras and stuff and I was like this is way too no <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you guys the truth because Dusty and Robbie decided to come up with this slide about how there's no production in it we actually have like four camera guys right here yeah. filming it. Yeah. We had a makeup crew over there. Um, right before you guys came in, they had to powder us up a little bit again, you know, give us a look. They made my hair disheveled. Make so, sure there's no shine. Yeah. Like, I think they put like- Right, right before this podcast started, Donna threw copy in the college kids' face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking intern. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. This production is bullshit. Yeah, they got, they got me a matcha with almond and not So, this is Donna on one hour of sleep. It's very fun oh, sometimes. <laughs> so, he, the way he just said that and said it's just, it's really fun sometimes, he means not now. <laughs> he, he seems to be having a ball, so. Oh, <laughs> the best time. <laughs> Because, like, we'll get into a great conversation and Donald will be like, so, you know, pink trucks, I think they're really cool. And car accidents, let me talk about one because I have things on my mind I need to talk about. So that's what Donna does. I she's don't very appreciate sleepy. you making fun of me. Why are you napping with the baby? Because human connection. Oh, so back to the <laughs> top. Sometimes moms need to connect with adults. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before you guys got in, I was saying uh, one day it'll be it, it, it'll be real funny, at least to me on one hour of sleep. If uh, I start off the show and then I just like say everything Robbie says in the beginning and like when you guys are like, oh, where's Robbie? Like, oh, how come you're here this week? I'll just be like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I'm here every week. Like, you know, 
I thought it was Donna hilarious. thinks she's hilarious. It would be funny. <laughs> I believe that would absolutely be funny. I'm into oh, it. Donna. Just slowly assume his identity. Yeah. And, and just make claim us it. Be- make us believe that it's been just you all along, like Fight Club in reverse. Well, well, fucking people walk up to me all the time at the booth and they're like, oh, you're Robbie Rapole. And I'm like, yes, me. I'm Robbie Rapole. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, that's like the concept of today's show is connection. You are the most tattoo artist, not tattoo artist. Absolutely see people walking up to the booth for years and just being like, how much would you charge for this? And just so you look like you know what you're doing. She does. Dude, fucking people confuse her with someone from Ink Master all the time. We assume it's... Hey, how many times have you gotten Kelly Doty? It's probably Kelly Doty. Yeah. They don't say who it yeah. is, but they just instantly go, oh, I've seen you on Ink Master. You were so good. I love you. And she's such a dickhead. Like, when they notice me from Ink Master, I'm like, hi, ha, bye. Ha. Donna's like, fuck yeah, I was on Ink Master. Hell oh, yeah. No, no, no. I told you, bitches. I said it. Like, Donna's fucking no. all kinds of no. up there up front. It's not that bad. It's when people are really excited to meet whoever they think I am, I don't want to burst their bubble and make them sad because now they're riding on this high. I don't want to bring them down like over something. <laughs> so like, whatever, you know, like if they think they're meeting someone famous, like, fuck it, let them ride that high today. Hell yeah. You know? uh, all right. I'm so, more than that person is. I, I have a story for you guys. And it, there's a little bit of backstory, but I promise it's going somewhere. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, like high school age, 17, I had just graduated. I was in a band that like toured all over the country and like went to LA, did a bunch of stuff. I was 17. I was a little bit chubbier, not like fat, but like definitely I still had some boyish chubby on me. Uh, I looked like I look and I had green hair and I would always wear like, you know, rancid or operation ivy shirts or whatever and like really long, like, shorts to the point where they almost look like blood pants uh so i looked like a little chubby green-haired punk rock kid and so we would tour everywhere and we would go to like bigger cities and when we were in la uh was like the height of the mtv show the osborne and i am fully have coped with the fact that like i look like jack osborne like i'll give that and i signed autographs for like a month straight in la people would like (laughs) stop me and like and I was just like, yeah, like you said, I didn't want to be like, no, I'm just some guy. Because that immediately turned into, you don't have to lie. You think you're too fucking good. You don't want to say that. So I was just like, okay. Fuck it. Oi, oi, right? Sign and fucking. But yeah, I was Jack Osborne for like a whole summer in California. Oi, oi, tea and crumpets was my favorite part about that. That's funny. Great, crazy train, right? Oi. Good day. <laughs> so, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll dig up some high school photos. Like, my hair was straighter and a little shorter, but I, I looked like that kid. I'll, I'll, yeah. Right. That's why me and Dusty to get along because we're the type of people who will be like, all right, fuck it. I don't want to make you a liar. <laughs> it, 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 it's like partially out of people pleasing. But it's more so out of like the amount of hassle versus just going with it. I'm like, fuck it. I don't have time for this shit. But honestly, it's it's really fun. So I have a friend. Um uh he passed away a little bit ago, but people would mistake him for me and he would do the same. He'd sign autographs as me, take pictures with them. Then we started these like these elaborate stories that we were brothers to some people. And then some people we'd say we were cousins and like sometimes we'd pretend we were the other dude and like we, it was just fun to interchange just because we were stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I always like watching people pretend they're me when somebody confuses them for me, especially when I'm standing right there and I'm pretty undeniably me when I'm standing there. Mm. The closest I've ever gotten to being 
mistaken to first celebrity as Punky Brewster when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to get called Punky Brewster. Uh, yeah, I, I, legit, I looked like Punky Brewster. I dressed weird. I had bandanas I all over it. my like the whole nine yards. I used to love Punky Brewster. I was my favorite. I, yeah. He nicknamed Pumpkin Punky Brewster. Nice. Brewster. Yeah. And then, you know, as Soleil Moonfry got older, it turned out we still looked a lot alike. We were developing in the same way. And I'm uh, like, hey, <laughs> at least I'm not alone in the I, I'm 12 years old with giant bazoongas. <laughs> yep. I weirdly enough, I at twelve also. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Hey, big titty club. Whoop <laughs> whoop. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but like, just like how it's all connected. Like, the energy I put out today, and the energy that returned to me today. And then thinking about connectedness in, in general, like I'm high energy right now and like positive as fuck. And Donna's like, yo, I don't want sleep. I want human connection. So it's interesting to see that connection also, as well as the other interconnectedness. And it just like turns into connectedness in all different facets. And it's just cool when like you get these moments that you get to realize that. And like, settle into hey life is working out the way i've wanted it to and i've got a really cool situation uh and it feels rough when i feel rough but when i feel good it feels good so i want to try and feel good more and when it's rough i want to remember that i can try and feel good more still feel the stuff still work through it but not lay down and mope so much uh as easy it is as it is to do you know, collect the gratitudes that I should really be receiving more more often uh, around me. So there's Punky Brewster, right? And then. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like that's. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I had the bangs and the pigtails and all of it. I think I might have a picture somewhere. Hold on one second. We find out that we're like long lost sisters somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you were, you were all part of a project to clone Soleil Moon Fry. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, have you seen the Orphan government Black? halted it and you were all just sent out into the world? Have you seen Orphan Black? Because that's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I am obsessed with that show. Yeah, it's so good. Tatiana Maslany is amazing. Yeah, she's so good. All right, this is as close as I could come to this right times. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. See, you have it more so like in the actual facial features look like her. Yeah. That's I don't great. look that much different now, surprisingly. No. Not really, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I just found out I have a, a sister somewhere. Um, somewhere in the United States. She's much I want to do the 23andMe and see if my sperm donor has any other children around. Yeah. Hey, we could be related because... Possible. He moved to Florida. Oh, now uh, he's up north, but he went across the whole United States back and forth a bunch of times. And I know I, I have at least two other siblings out there that like I never met. So I took 23andMe and my cousin took Ancestry so we can both like keep track of like who our cousins are because mm -hmm. our dads were like dirty carnies that, you know, did their dirty carny shit. <laughs> yeah. All, I'm pollinating already the related. Pollinating. <laughs> what? I'm already related to half the county I live in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same guy somehow. I don't know, you know. Is his name Frank? No, but it, so he looks like Thank he God. could be Frank. Um, yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. Like Frank from Shameless, you know, but like <laughs> one of the skeletons. Oh, oh. Yeah. Like, you know, it's bad when like you watch Shameless and you're like, man, it's so nice how well they get along. I wish my family was that good. And then you're like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. This is a cautionary tale. 
Yeah, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> oh shit. When you when you find yourself oh. jealous of the dysfunctional uh, family on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, you know, right winding back again connects back to hey, the good life of the baby screaming. So Zen just woke up. <laughs> uh and Donna is running to his aid. Like she said, he's teething, so it's been fucking rough on him. Yeah. And like the last time he was teething was probably close to a month ago. So like he hasn't really been in like teething pain. And now he's in teething pain again. So cutting teeth is a motherfucker. So uh we have some uh sleepless times ahead of us. Yes, you do. Yeah. But it's cool, right? Like it's only sleep. Yeah, they'll be out of that phase before you know it. Yep. Yep. And like I have the luxury of I don't tattoo five days a week. You know what I'm saying? So like I can catch up on my sleep when I need to, and I can not hustle as hard and just like be here. And that's one of the things that I have a hard time being like um appreciative of because when he's screaming and losing his mind, it's hard to be like, yay. But like when he's screaming and losing his mind and you're like, I don't have to wake up early tomorrow. Uh, I can literally just lay around with him if I need to. And he needs me to. And uh, that's just what it is for right now. Because like you said, these times end sooner than we think. He's already oh. almost 10 months old. You know, in a few days, he'll be 10 months old. Like that flew the fuck by, man. Like. Yeah, a month from now, he'll be a year old. Right, exactly. So a year just flew the fuck by. And like, I'm still in my head thinking like, we're where we were when she was like three months pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm still back there. So I can't even, like, I haven't even caught up to the fact that holy shit, almost a whole year has gone by. A whole year of progress. Uh, You know, I've been in a dark place for a while. Um, and I've been coming out of it for a while, but like, I feel like that dark place that I was in was me preparing for the new light that I'm stepping into, um, positioning myself with businesses and investments and, you know, family life. And like, I feel like I'm actually living the life that I really wanted to live when it comes to like work life balance, so to speak. Now I just need to learn how to slow down and really, truly appreciate all of them around me. Um, but like, it's really cool to look at this past year that has zoomed by and be like, wow, that past year was kind of tough and a lot of transition, but holy <laughs> fuck, we're doing good. And I can see the sunlight, you know, it's like, it's like a fucking bad night of partying or like when you're fighting or in a breakup, you know, and you just talk all night long and try to fucking come to resolve and you can't. And then the sunlight comes and you're like, well, at least it's a new day and we're going to figure this out. You know, like that's where I feel like I am in life right now. Like it's a new year almost. And I've figured a lot out and I'm going to continue to figure out more. And we've learned so much along the way. And like today I found myself having fucking gratitude for mentors that I felt like failed me or hurt me um, or, you know, didn't provide Uh, you know, a service I expected or paid them for, like all throughout my life, right? So like, um, just friends, relatives, you know, lovers, male mentors, a lot, really, I thought about a lot of the male mentors I've had throughout my life recently, and like, just quietly thank them all today for like going through what we went through together. And like, when I either I felt it was unjust at the time what happened, or like, we parted on ways that felt wrong, or I didn't love it or I felt cheated or hurt um, or deceived or whatever the fuck. It was like, if I hadn't been there through those people, I wouldn't know what what it feels like to get to where I really want. And now I feel like I'm attracting the type of people that like really feed my soul. Um, And like, I feel like I'm getting the life that I've been desiring, which is like maximum output, minimum effort, and lots of time with my family. And it feels like I'm getting a lot more of that. And I just had a lot of gratitude moments for the hard times that make me appreciate the times I'm in now, because I kind of feel like I've felt stagnant for years. 
So that's interesting. Yeah, I know that feeling. Glad you understand, because I feel like I um, tuned out and went into download mode. <laughs> it was just like speaking things that were just coming through me, because I, I don't even know. Like, I've had a lot of um, had a lot of breakthrough moments today when I was doing the master class. Um, I kept fucking crying when I was talking about, like, tattooing. And it, like, really, like, fucked me up in a good way. But I was like, dude, like, why, when I talk about what these moments in tattooing mean to me like i'm getting emotional and like dude it just i just kept hitting these fucking moments where i like had to fucking control my emotions and it was really cool i mean it wasn't scary and i wasn't actually embarrassed um which are all things i've thought it was not cool and been embarrassed and you know just been scared like it was just like weird and cool that like i just kept like feeling emotions based on things so like i've been in a really wild state of gratitude and i feel like doing the master class kind of cracked open something like that for me because <clears throat> tattoo education is something I've been wanting to do for a long time and it felt really good and right doing it and like I feel like I'm going to be able to build something really fun and cool that can help a lot of people grow um, and I just love I love the idea that like I feel good you know uh, and so doing something that you've been wanting to do for a long time makes you feel really good also be careful with that high because there's always lows right so like i'm just hoping that i can learn a way to manage a more neutral state uh but enjoy the highs and and acknowledge and appreciate the lows during rather than being a wine crybaby bitch in the middle <laughs> so yeah any any thoughts on any of that guys I'm I'm just loving watching you ride the high right now. <laughs> it's weird because like I've been on it and it's cool. And like I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna remember to appreciate all the things that I appreciate now in the moments where I don't feel good and I don't feel up to snuff and I don't feel enough. And I feel my efforts are silly or futile. You know? I get that. But yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a cool thing. And it's like I've had a lot of realizations today that I've got the life I want. And all the things I've always looked in others that I'm like, wow, I wish I had that. I have a lot of that. A lot of that. So stop being jealous and stop doing the comparison thing that I talked about today not fucking doing. So, you know, nice times. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a conversation about that recently myself that uh, kind of boiled down to, um, you know, someone talking about the feeling of... Um, you know, being successful and feeling unsuccessful. And yeah. it really turned into me, you know, talking with them and being like, hey, what do you define success as? Because if you define success as just financial success, or if it's just having your dream job, or if it's this or that, uh, you know, it, it can be really taxing on people to like, we're brought up to assume that success is only penthouse apartment fancy suits fast car like that that atypical like elon musk jeff bezos like fucking scarface ideal of like <laughs> you know what i mean that like like Absolutely. everything has to be fancy and fucking you want I need, the, the... I need a mansion and three tigers to be successful as long as i can fucking you know drive lamborghinis as well and fly high fly, private planes like that's success like it doesn't need to be cocaine empire success <laughs> yeah but you know like that level of like just everything's all white everything's fancy the nicest cars and that's what so many people were programmed to think success is and it's not a job it's not a specific person you date it's not a friend like it's it's a, it's a balance of all of these things and you know like even if you're fucking elon musk or any of these guys like you gotta have some sort of hobbies and interests and stuff and it's it's just being well-rounded, I think, yeah. is more what success is, that you 
you know, you have people that you call friends, you have potentially people you call family, you have some sort of career, some sort of hobbies, like you have a fulfilling life, I think is the real definition of success. And that's going to look completely different to everyone else. Uh, you know, to some people it might be, you know, how, how much were you just saying that you strived for that work life balance that you wanted to, you know, be around your kid more and get to sleep more. Whereas I'm like, if I'm not tattooing seven days a week, like I get bored real easy. That may be completely different in five years. It may be completely different in one year. Everybody's, you know, it's ever evolving and it's always changing, but those feelings of, like you said, looking at someone else's play and playing the comparison game kind of pale in comparison to really taking a step back and being like, okay, what, what about my life doesn't feel successful? Is it that I don't like my job? Is it that I don't like the people I'm around? Is it that I don't like, you know, where I live or do I wish I could travel more? I want to do this hobby and I never did it, but it's so, sometimes you kind of sit there and you realize like, no, success isn't defined by like you said, the pool and the three white tigers and the fucking ball gowns and the Ferraris. And you can sit down and realize that you really did miss that you've kind of checked every box because it feels so uh, kind of that idea that like, if you see somebody every day, you don't realize that they've gained or lost 20 pounds versus if you don't see them for two months, it's holy shit, dude, you lost weight. Uh, If you really take a step back and look at it because it's in your day to day, you don't realize when you hit these success beats and you can take a step back and be like, fuck, I like my job. I like where I live. I have friends. I have hobbies. I am by all definition and intent successful. And you don't even really realize that it happened because you were too busy being like, well, this person's doing that. Why aren't I doing that? I don't even fucking want to do what that person's doing. Right. I'm just jealous of the happiness that they are displaying while doing it. And oftentimes that happiness isn't even real. It's a construct for social media that don't I look so fucking happy, you know, doing this thing on Instagram and really they're not even whatever. So like taking that step back and being like, I got to stop. Like you said, I got to stop looking at what person X and dude Y are doing and just be like, I'm happy where I'm at and things are going well. And it is a cool little hide to ride when you kind of come to that realization of like, holy shit, things are actually pretty good. Yeah, my happy moments rarely make Instagram. I'm usually way too busy being in the moment to possibly be on Facebook or Instagram. If if your happy moments involve having to pull out a phone to document it, or the bigger moments in your life have to revolve around like, so-and-so, grab the camera, we got to get this shit on tape. You're probably not living the most fulfilling life, and they're probably not that happy of moments. Right. Well, you know, like, we we're constantly taking videos of the baby walking and, and like doing his things right um and you get to live in those moments mm-hmm. and the whole thing is you get to capture and keep those moments and like i'm really glad i have them because you know what that baby that's giggling and making me fucking tear up with joy and and laughter in 5 minutes is going to scream his face off and yell at me yeah and like you know ruin that fucking good moment you know like so many times we yell at him we're like why are you ruining a good thing this was so cute and now you're yelling like but like and there's there's definitely a difference between like you're documenting something in your life that gives you happiness that you're gonna get to watch that kid grow and you're gonna get to go back and show your kid hey this was you when you were first stepping i think there's a difference between that and like when people feel the need to document like we're on vacay. Look how happy we are. <laughs> like, you know, if you if you take some photos because you're happy and you want to remember the trip, that's one thing. If I can go through your Instagram stories and see, you know, literally just fucking hours of video of every move you're making, it's like I feel like you might just be broadcasting for the sake of broadcasting. Taylor um, yeah. How how guilty are all of us of seeing fireworks on any independence related <laughs> holiday? and snapping some video that we will never watch and no no one's ever watched your instagram story of a firework going off and been like fuck it's like i'm there like we're we're broadcasting the broadcast sometimes and it's really cool to just watch some fireworks without your phone and just be like holy shit right and it's in the sky this is fun display i had to i had to record 
because it started out with a piano on fire. <laughs> okay, that's a little different. Right. It was July fourth. It was my birthday. We filled. We stuck bottle rockets and all kinds of stuff in the keys of the piano, and then we lit it on fire. That yeah, you film you film that because that's a science experiment. Yeah, that's that's a cinematic <laughs> right there. But that's the why well, I filmed those fireworks because right, and that's the thing. Like, that, and I think you and I have both like just like kind of made this a more well-rounded point that like. Yeah, if it's meaningful to take video, then that's important. But if you're living the moments without being present at all, just for the gram, just for the video, just for the picture, just for the photo op, that's kind of a different story. And that's like we've and we've all been guilty Uh, of living that life, right? Like I've I've gone to the point where I have to limit myself on how much I share because I share so much on social media. I don't want to turn into that person that's a complainer and I don't want to be toxic positive either. You know what I'm saying? Even though Ooh, I'm toxic positive, that's a real thing, bro. And yeah. even though I'm like, even though I'm a complainer and toxic positive sometimes, cause you know what? Toxic positivity is a trauma response for me. It's something I fucking do to make sure that I will fucking make it through whatever this is that yeah. sucks right now. And so, yeah, there's a place for you, toxic positive, you know, but like, I'm only going to do that. And, and the thing is, I like to explain myself. So like, hey, I do this toxic positivity so I don't die through this process. Like I've had a bunch of people when I started sharing my like true feelings about just where I was in my life the past few months, people, people, a lot of people have come up to me and like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, but like, no. Cause like everybody but, knows what it's like to be like, yeah, no. So like, I'm just going through a weird transition in my life. I acknowledge that it's a weird point. I don't love it, but it's necessary. And we'll figure some new shit out. And like, that's kind of where, uh, I feel like this comes back to like coming full circle and connectedness. Cause like, there's a time and a place for everything, including yeah. recording your happiness because it's a great moment to keep rather than feigning happiness because you're in that darkness and you're afraid to say I'm in the darkness. Um, yeah. That's a reason why I like to say I'm in the darkness. Cause like, you know, I've tried to pretend and I've had, a, I've had a couple of people be like, yo, why are you, why are you so cheesy? Why are you so corny? Be real. And I'm like, okay, all right, I got you. Maybe I'm being toxic positive, you know? Cause I thought that's what I was supposed to be like, I'm better. I'm I'm more glad being toxic positive though than being toxic negative. So, yeah. like, <laughs> but but does talk does toxic positivity? Are you broadcasting for the sake of broadcasting because you don't want to talk about it, or is it something that brings you out of the funk? Right. So, like that. Uh, yes. You know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Touche, yeah, touche. But like, yeah, because for every time that somebody's been like you know, accused me of like borderline, I don't want to say peacocking because I think that's more of like a dating term, but they're like, you're you're broadcasting this personality to try and bring the room up. And I'm like, what's the bad thing about that? You know, yeah. it, 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 it is the same thing with me that like on my worst days, I can be real fucking quiet and everyone can be like, you're being real quiet. You're never real quiet. What's up? Or I can just keep on keeping on and being me. And it's like faking the funk a little bit. But by the time the day is over, I will feel like me again because I acted like me. If it's you know, you you, gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah, just having this exact conversation with someone else the other day. If you're looking for a blue car, you're gonna spot way more blue cars than if you're not. If you go in intent on this fucking thing, fucking really fucked my day up, you're gonna dwell on it, and it's gonna fuck your day up. You you choose if you give. Not everything. If somebody shows up and fucking shoots me in the arm, like my arm's kind of fucked for the day. I didn't get to choose that. Uh, but within reason, Starbucks fucked up my order. This client's being annoying. Uh, my fucking dog wouldn't shut up and I didn't get any sleep. Like you get to choose if that's going to make you the victim or not. And it really is so easy to be like, yes, in the heat of the moment, I'm super livid or I'm super annoyed or I'm just super over everything. But if you kind of just, fake your way through it a little bit it will lose its power and by the end of the day you're just kind of chilling 
if you sit there at 9 a.m. because Starbucks fucked up your order and you let it dwell, then every little thing that happens that day, you know, I'm, I am the most guilty of this every morning when I put in my contact lenses because I've been wearing contacts for four or five years now and it still does not go well. Uh, every fucking morning I get it in my eye and it falls right out in the sink and I got to wash it off and do it again. And it is so easy for me in the heat of the moment to like want to just throw the whole toilet out the window because I'm so mad about it. Uh, and it, like, I just have to like, okay, chill, breathe, rinse it off in the solution, put it in again. And, but it's so easy to like that one little thing turns into every little thing that day you like stub your toe and you're like, Oh, fucking course I stubbed my toe. Cause yeah. it's fucking trash day in my stupid life where I deserve to fucking and, and like inside your brain, you will literally <laughs> like viral. find a fucking hole in your sock and be like, it's like the eighth thing that day. And you're like, fuck it. I'm leaving the country. I'm moving to fucking Europe to live in a castle away from everyone forever because like Starbucks fucked up your order and there's a hole in your sock and like your dog got loose and you had to run and catch it. And it's so easy to do that versus like, I can just show up to work. And even if it is on my mind, I can choose to take it off of my mind and be goofy. And yeah, I'm kind of faking it. And within a half an hour, it's just out of my mind and things are better. And I think it's the same thing with you and toxic positivity that like, you're not broadcasting for the sake of going on Instagram. You have, you have proven time and time again, you are a human being that if you need to say some deep shit or some sad shit, you'll go and say it and you'll cry and you will be vulnerable and open. You have no issues with that. So you're not going on and saying that you're happy to be those people that go online and are constantly like, look at my fucking perfect life. Okay. Everything's happy. All right. You know, like, you are just being you for the sake of you and it does uplift other people. And then you thrive on that happiness and then you are just kind of happy again. And it just fixes itself by just soldiering through a little bit. And that's not really, I mean, it's toxic in the heat of the moment, but it's not. When I think toxic happiness, I think the people that are just faking it to sell something or to look happy or to get people to believe things about them that, probably aren't true all the time how many couples do you know that you're like oh my god they're the happiest fucking couple ever like get a goddamn room and you know as soon as that instagram live turns off they just fucking bicker all day like (laughs) why lie literally i I knew this couple that they seemed like the perfect couple and their their son was good friends with my daughter when they were little and the couples they seemed like they just were in really good mess with each other everything always seemed great this christmas things were not great Mm. she went off the deep end and shot him whoa shit that's not where i was expecting that story to go oh but they seemed perfect for 26 years i mean I've that, known that them for... breeds expectation though like too right. i think the people that broadcast that perfection you can't let anybody see through the curtain or see the crack yeah, and the, the pressure you put on yourself to live up to the yeah that's why i like and to be you, honest it's easier to be then honest you shoot your husband yeah i don't want to yeah. shoot my husband you know it's it's every every like true crime podcast ever where they like interview yeah. the neighbors and they're like they were the nicest dude i don't know when <laughs> they murdered and ate four children it's always like the most excessive like they ate right. somebody and the neighbors are like they were a sweetheart it's like yeah because they were really good at that and when that facade finally cracked they ate a person like that oh shit dude for real and it's it's weird like dude when you were in town um talking about so uh, talking about going back to like keeping yourself together through toxic positivity or just excessive positivity more so um you were in town when we got the phone call about somebody local slandering us yeah and like you were there with me throughout a lot of it you held space with me you talked with me you counseled me some and you congratulated me on not reacting because i came to you and i was like 
should I react? I don't want to react, but like, what if I do this? Is this still a reaction? And you're like, yeah, it looks like a reaction. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So I did nothing really. I didn't, I didn't go after nobody. I didn't like make a, a you know, a sideways video saying, you know, I X, Y, and Z and anyone that knows anything knows that this isn't in, in retaliation. You know what I'm saying? Those like the video that you, you, you make feeling indignant, even though like you probably shouldn't make it because you're just speaking yeah. like, from the hurt. So I was like, ah, I'll just hurt alone with this one. I don't need to bring it to the internet. Um, and it, and it's I, funny that you say that because I was just reading the other night and I, I already knew the term, but I hadn't thought about it in forever. Um, but are you familiar with the term, the Streisand effect? No. All right. So the Streisand effect, like if you read about it, it's a pretty short story, but it's basically the idea um, that some shit happened back in the day with Barbara Streisand where some people called her out uh yeah. in publications and stuff and she had like an, it was like an embarrassing video or something i don't even remember the original premise but it's the idea that because she somebody of so like big public view was like fuck this shit fuck those people fuck you know like flipped out about it that millions of people that would have never even known that it was said were like i gotta find out what the you know it's the whole thing uh the reason i was reading about it is because i was reading this big article the other night about um there's this kid that was like tracking famous people, like their jets, flight patterns and stuff. And uh, the, the two biggest instances with this same kid, he was tracking Mark Cuban and he, he had a Twitter. He was just like, Mark Cuban's jet left this place, landed at this place. And it's like technically public info, but you kind of have to seek it out. So he wasn't right, doing anything right. illegal. Mark Cuban was basically like, hey, man, you're, you're probably going to make a better friend than me than not if you fucking knock it off. Uh, and he offered the kid some basketball. He offered the kid like five grand and some basketball tickets, and the kid took it and was like, "Dude, Mark Mark Cuban's the fucking homie." On the flip side of that, he was doing it with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk like flipped his fucking shit. And this was right when Musk bought Twitter, and he keeps uh, tweeting, and he like he banned the kid from Twitter after he was just, "I'm buying Twitter to bring back free speech," and then he like bans this kid, and all of this <laughs> stuff happened, and it went from some people kind of knowing about the kid. So, like, now he has a whole subreddit or on Reddit called, like, Elon Jet Tracker that has, like, millions of people that follow it. And it, like, it went from this thing that, like, no one really cares where your jet's going except for a couple people that are making, like, the point about your carbon footprint or whatever. Like, no one really cared about this until you called attention and attacked this kid and made a big false deal out of it. And now everyone knows about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's that kind of thing that, like, you know, if a shop were to call out your shop, and like the video gets a couple thousand views and like three heart reacts and a fucking two comments, it makes them look dumber that they like shot their shot and fell flat on their face than if they see the chink in the armor and that you're like, ah, fuck this. And you know, you respond. Now, how many people that love your shop and love getting, you know, fucking tattooed and pierced there? They love you, Donna, Billy, the whole crew are like, well, what was this shop say? You almost like shine more exposure to that shop by granting them any bit of your time right. versus mm -hmm. just being like, Hey, internally. Yeah. Like I'm kind of fucking bummed out that they did this. Cause I thought they were homies or whatever while equally being like, eh, fuck them, you know? Right. Uh, right. And it just, it just granted you so much more strength and control over the situation. And I waited a day or two. I think you, you like said something to me about it a day or two later. And I was like, Hey, now that you brought it up, fucking tight that you didn't because if you had it's not like i'm your friend i was gonna be like why the fuck did you do that but you know i know i know someone in the dayton scene that got attacked by a lot of other shops and everything and like went on this tirade about the haters and how the haters give them strength and all of this stuff and it's like it kind of just seems like you're granting them a big fucking production and reaction which is what they wanted well, versus you know, just being yeah. like yeah fuck it you know and keep on keeping on I've done that in the past and I do believe the haters conversation needs to happen. I don't believe I need to have the haters conversation when I'm being attacked by haters. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in there's, the a, past, there's a difference between saying haters going to hate because haters are going to hate and saying haters going to hate because somebody like really a specific instance for sure. Uh, the what? hater conversation can happen all day, but if it happens as a retort or a retaliation, to one specific instance, then it just, it looks like it got to you, you know? Yeah. And, and which is exactly what they you. wanted. 
and, and like, that's the thing it can get to you but if you let you. it get to you to where you show them that it got to you that's where you know people win sorry jado is looking for something no you're absolutely right man fucking when and like i i uh i never want to uh I never want to let them see me sweat, so to speak. But at the same time, I also want to show people me being vulnerable. I also don't want to make the decision I wish I hadn't made. And, you know, I've made those like, you know, getting all fucking indignant. Haters going, hey, and I, I fucking win, Beatrice. You know, like, and yeah. like, I, I like I, and I will say like those exact fucking words. Right. But like, I want to say it when. I know that like I'm feeling it. So I'm not selling something that I believe is bullshit, you know, because yeah. like, really like the reality of it is I found out what the guy was mad about. He thinks I stole his website content, which I didn't. And like, now I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really glad I didn't explode. You know what I'm saying? This is really just somebody trying to like shoot their shot. And like you said, you know, like it had a couple thousand views. It had more views than everything else that they'd put up. Somebody told me. So like they, they shot their shot and they won, right? They got some fucking exposure. That's cool. That's great. And they may have stole a client or two, but at the end of the day, like, like what you said, I didn't, I didn't start beating my kids in public, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know? and if you, I feel, I feel like I feel this way a lot about, um, people that speak negatively of other things, if I look at who they are and my typical experience with them in my life, I can kind of gauge what's going on when they say things. But if I know people that like, if I see online that someone comes out swinging at something that hard, I'm usually like, you're projecting. Like you, right. you have a, you have a beef, you have an issue. If you ever see the, the fucking, like, I know Karen's like a kind of all encompassing term. But right. if you ever see, you know, those Karen reviews on Facebook where it's like, we went to this restaurant and waited 45 fucking minutes and our water didn't even have the right kind of ice. And they're like shouting all these things that make it sound like their experience was so god awful. And you're reading it and you're like, doesn't seem that bad. Did they, if, if I went into a place and they were like, give me five and then it was 45. Yeah, that's different. Right. But I feel like if you really have that level of bad experience, you almost speak about it casually because it's so bad that you're like, dude, everything was just fucking horrible. It was awful. I would never yeah. go there again. If you've got an itemized list and everything, I feel like you're reaching for the sake of reaching. And a lot of people probably saw that video and were like, this seems grudgy or petty. And if I see yeah. any sort of business that posts shit like that, like every business right now that's posting the like, now hiring but only people that want to work only people that really want to fucking these goddamn teenagers with the TikTok and the Joe Biden. And you read through it and you're like, wow, I don't want to support this place in any way. They just, they, they are clearly the issue. Oh, all they're doing um, is losing customers. You know, there, there's a, a Facebook group. I'm sure every state has one, but there's what it's called like tattoo lovers of Ohio. And it's really cool because there's like eight to 12 posts a day, every day of people that are just like, Hey, I'm in central Ohio. I really like Neo traditional. I'm trying to get something like this. And they get hooked up with artists. And there's a lot of artists that no matter what post it is, no matter where in Ohio they are, no matter what the style, I got openings today. I got openings today. And I've seen these artists enough saying that, that I'm like, what are they doing that they are free every day and they don't care what style, where this person is. They're like, just come in, come in now. I'm like, that reeks of desperation. Though I'm kind of keeping an eye on that artist. But on the flip side, I've noticed with a lot of clients that go on there, I've had a bad experience at every shop I've ever been to, and they just don't get art, and everyone's wrong but me, and I just want this tattoo. I'm like, even if they were literally like, I want a whole traditional back piece of fucking Garfield, and I've got 10 Gs, even if it was my dream thing, I'm like, I will never reach out to this person, because they are clearly broadcasting that they are the issue here. Uh, no, you're right. You know, and it, it is that thing that if I see any sort of local business start taking pot shots at other businesses online, I'm like, ew, how unclassy. I don't want to fuck with your business. No, I feel you. And I hate to rush you, but it's 559. But I totally agree with you. And I mean, I love Renee's turning like 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I love, I love, I appreciate the shit out of like that perspective on it because that's, that's like the whole angle I tried to take. You know what? Non reactive. Just be cool. Just be mellow. 
be like the monk just chill man because it is or it isn't but it isn't it isn't at the same time so let's just fucking let it be you know yeah but it's six o'clock i love you guys thank you for showing up as always thank you for sharing as always um and thank you gabe guy and the whole reinventing crew for uh uh helping us facilitate a talk about feelings uh with yeah. Bobby Rapole, dusty Pitstick, and our honorary hosts amber morgan <laughs> love you guys have a great night thank you so much uh and i'll see you again we'll see you again